Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Saturdays with Jenny. Well, of course, you will learn what a side hustle is when we play the interview that I did with author and entrepreneur Nick Haralambus. But also just understand that this book, it's got websites for you to go to. It's got information you cannot believe. And listen until the very end because he'll tell you how he is giving away a thousand rand a day. Honestly and truly, this is a South African book for South Africans. And I think it's an absolute stunner. Saturdays with Jenny. So I don't know anybody in South Africa who is not talking about the book that is in front of me. And it is blue and it's got white and red lettering, stands out on the shelves, and I think it's flying off the shelves. And it's called How to Start a Side Hustle, a playbook for a new economy. So that for me sounds like it is timeless because we all know that the world that we used to know is not going to be recreated. It just isn't. It's going to be different. And we are already feeling different. The author of this book is Nick Haralambus, and he joins me on the line. And by the way, Bruce Whitfield, whose book is also now in a second printing, remember the interview we did with him, says on the cover of this book, practical, personable, searingly honest, everyone should have a side hustle but not before reading this book. And I've got to say, I echo what Bruce Whitfield is saying. So, Nick, first of all, welcome to Kaya FM. Thank you for having me. I hugely appreciate it. Well, look, this book sounds sounds absolutely intriguing, and I've been going through it, and the amount of information, so first of all, the amount of hard information in it, like websites and, uh, you know, what you do under this sort of occasion, etc., that is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, and very difficult to accumulate on your own unless you're an expert. But yeah, the other bit is, I, I was I was absolutely intrigued by the way you began the book, um, and you began the book first of all by by telling people what a side hustle is. I've got a feeling most people know, but would you like to just explain it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, the funny story on on the beginning of the book is when I handed the first version into the editors, they had to politely tell me that was I aware that the first half of the book doesn't talk about business? (laughs) And I had to reply and say, yes, yes, I'm aware of that. Um, So a side hustle for me is very specific. It is um, something that you add to your existing income streams to create more income. It is not trying to be a, a startup where you raise tons of money and go full time. I am talking specifically for people who have full time jobs or have jobs and are trying to create something extra that they want to pay off their car or pay off their house or save money for their kids' schools. So it's an add on, it is not a replacement. But it can become something. For instance, I mean, early on in the book, you say to people, don't give up your day job, whatever you do. Don't give up your permanent job until you're sure that your side hustle um, is just going to replace it completely. You, you, you're not going to be foolish about this. Yes, and I think that that's key. That's kind of part of what I refer to as this new economy. Um, if you have a job that you like, that pays you, that you perform at, why would you want to leave it? Why not just augment that with something that you're passionate about, something that adds to your income stream? Don't throw away uh, a secure existence right now. The world is globally all over the show. So why add to that stress? Um, the, the firm conservative advice I like to give people is if your side hustle is earning 30 to 40% of what you need for at least six or seven months, then you can start to give it more and more attention because the more attention you give it, the better it should do in theory. But don't leave your full-time job if you don't know if your side hustle can cover your expenses. 
So you spend a considerable part of the book, as you alluded to right at the very beginning, on your mindset. And and you go on about your mindset. You go on about that uh, lovely description of your father and you in a car and driving past, uh, I think, a school. And there's a vacant plot of land somewhere or other. And he points and he says, oh, um, that that is oh, that that should be a holiday inn, shouldn't it? And he would yeah. get, he goes on. And three years later, you drive past and there is a holiday in there. Yeah. And you use that as an example. Um, right yes. at the beginning of the book. Take us through that. Yeah, so the thinking here is um, ideas are fundamentally worthless. When it comes to building side hustles or businesses, an idea is irrelevant. If you're listening to me right now and you think that your idea is genius, I promise you I've had your idea before, I just haven't chosen to execute it. And if I haven't, somebody else has. So what I learned that day was ideas aren't anything. Execution is what matters. So what I try and help people do with um, my book, and I've got an online course that launches next week, um, which you can find at slowhustle.org, is focused on your mindset. Get your mind right. Get your ideas right. And then you start building them. If your mindset isn't right and you don't believe you deserve this idea or you're not confident enough to maintain it, it's not going to work. So I kind of I introduce in the book this thing called the side hustle mile, your mindset, your ideas, your lifestyle, and the effort you put in. And those are the important things to make a sustainable side hustle. So, so I mean, most people are, I think, with a side hustle because they've still got a regular income, if they do have a regular income. Mm. Um, if they don't have a regular income, I do think it, it alters a little bit. But, uh, but, but basically, um, if you doubt that you are going to succeed, you, you've already decided that you won't succeed. Exactly right. And I think your point is valid. If you don't have um, a permanent stable income, then building a side hustle in lieu of making quick money is a very difficult proposition. And that is not the person that the book is written for or my course is targeted at. I'm talking specifically to people who've got ideas, who've got ambitions, and who are afraid of taking that first step. And most of the time, it's because their mindset isn't in the right place. And they're fearful of all these things, of what people will say, of how it will look if they fail. I deal with this very specifically in the book. What is Ikigai? Because that also is dealt with right at the beginning of the book. Yeah, so Ikigai is a a Japanese concept um, translated to your reason for being. And it's something that a lot of people gravitate towards when they're thinking of a side hustle. Oh, I must do this thing that I'm so passionate about, and it's my passion to build this, and I'm going to save the world. Well, that's not entirely useful for a side hustle. If we go back to the definition of adding income to your existing income streams, you should be passionate about the side hustle you build, but it doesn't necessarily have to be your passion. And your icky guy can confuse you because it's about your reason for being. Well, what you should be looking at is what are you good at and what do you can get paid to do? Then what does the world need? Those are the things that you should be considering when building out your side hustle, not necessarily is this your true calling. What is the sacrifice fallacy? This is one of my favorite topics. I've been living the sacrifice fallacy for a long time, and I've coined this phrase because um, I want to put a stop to it. It's this burnout culture that we believe we need to have to build anything of value. So for me, the sacrifice fallacy is the idea that you need to sacrifice your mental and physical health to build something of value. And it's just not true. You don't have to work 20 hours a day. You don't have to brag about how busy you are. It's perfectly acceptable to build things slowly, consistently, with your mental health intact, and over a period of time, generate real value. This culture of I'm so busy, I'm so successful, brag, brag on social media, it needs to stop. 
because it does very severe damage to the people trying to build sustainable businesses. You also go in in, in, in quite a lot of depth um, to to assuring or ensuring uh, that people are able to have a side hustle. You ask a list of the assets that you're willing to risk because they, it, it can be a risky business, can't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things that I get a lot from my students on my course is, I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money. And those are assets that you dedicate to certain things. You're just allocating them in the wrong places. So what I respond to people about the time issue is you don't have a time problem, you have a priority problem. You are spending your time. You're just spending it in the places that you aren't aware of. So in the book, I ask people to do what I call an hour audit. Go through every hour of one of your weeks from Monday morning till Sunday night and allocate the time to that hour. Like tell yourself what you do in that hour. Review that week and then you'll see where your priorities lie. And I guarantee you now for free, a bit of coaching. You watch too much TV. That's it. That's where three hours a day goes. So if you cut that back to one hour a day, you've got two hours a day to do whatever you want. So let's talk a little bit about inaction, because I guess inaction was what your father demonstrated, because he wasn't intending to have a side hustle. He was just, well, he just didn't take it any further, but his idea was good. Yes. Um, So there's, there's this idea of what is the cost of inaction? And we all consider, what does it cost me if I do something? What if I fail? What if it doesn't work? My question is more ethereal. Well, what does it cost you if nothing changes? What does it cost you if you don't act? And the truth is, you stay exactly where you are. Inaction leads to status quo. And we're trying to move you away from that. So I like to remind people that your inaction has gotten you to where you are. The truth is, action will move you to the next phase. So it's better to do something than not do something. So when you ask people to do the excuses exercise, it really is, it's pointed at people who, well, who haven't achieved because they haven't thought it through. They have, they're not prepared, in other words, and they just don't have the energy or the whatever, whatever, whatever. Yes, we as a collective humanity, we like to put roadblocks in our ways. We like to make excuses so that if and when we do fail, we can blame something or someone. And my excuses exercise helps people realize that their excuses are really just roadblocks. They're not actually reasons that you can't get started. I mean, those excuses vary from, I don't have time, I don't have money, I need to register a business, I need a better logo. And I address all of this very practically in the book and my online course. But Mm -hmm. the truth is, your excuses are just preventing you from making the first sale in case you fail, because we're so scared of failure in our culture that we avoid it at all costs. But you are saying you must fail. But on. There, I've never met a person who has avoided failure towards their biggest successes. The only people who succeed are those who see failure as a through point, not an end point. And that's such a key thing is if you're striving to get to smaller failures that learn that you learn from, then your successes are inevitable. But it's impossible to avoid failure towards success. So there's a, there's a wonderful section. Once you, once you get over the sort of, you know, your mind is right, you're ready for it, you've done that terrible exercise of writing down every single thing that you do for a week. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I would, oh. Um, and you get to idea, and you just say, ideas are like the stars in the sky, infinite, and everyone can see the same ones. And that's also, you know, if you've got an idea, somebody else has got it as well. 
Yes, and we, we like to believe that we're special and we're unique, and this is also what prevents us from building, is we think, oh, it's one idea, it's so good. I can't, like, I can't, I'm not ready. I have to wait until I'm ready. But the truth is, ideas are not unique. They are plentiful and bountiful, and that's why I don't sign NDAs, because I've thought about this thing before, and you're not the first person in the world. And that, for me, is freeing. If you have one idea, you likely have more. So get the first one going. If it fails, get your second one going. Don't be tied to that single idea that you think is going to make you a billionaire because it's not. So you you end the book by saying start something amazing. Your goal is to help one million people start their own side hustles by 2030. Where do you think you are with that ambition of yours? So I think we're moving pretty well. Um, I've started something called a Slow Fund, which you can find at slowhustle.org. Um, that is a really simple fund. It's a nonprofit company that I give away a thousand rand every single day for the next however long I have money. Right now it's a year or more. Uh, to someone who wants to start a side hustle, I also allocate coaching, 30 minutes of coaching. I have an online course which takes on hundreds of people every couple of months. Um, and then all of my social media platforms, my books, I think I'm on the track. But, you know, I've got 10 years to start a million businesses. And globally, that's what our economy needs. We're not going to be saved in South Africa by Vodacom employing another 3,000 people. It's never going to happen. What we need is to start building the next Vodacom. And that only happens when people start businesses. So, I mean, you know that the talent is out there. It's raining it in, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's what my soul fund does. Um, we, I, I, we've had almost 11,000 applications to the fund in six weeks. I review each and every one. I pick the best and then we fund them, coach them and help them build businesses. And that's the game. So, so who should not phone you? Who should not contact you? Um, there, I can't think of anybody who isn't capable of building a side hustle. I think it really is just about managing your expectations. If you're somebody who thinks that you're the best, the biggest, and you're going to be a billionaire in three weeks, because building side hustles is hard, consistent and dedicated work. And those are the kinds of people who are getting the application successful in the slow fund. People have shown you that they can be dedicated and turn a thousand rand into two thousand rand. So you guys listening to this, I just hope some of you have been inspired to actually go on this journey because maybe it is the journey that is going to change your life. And maybe it is the journey where you're going to pay off a car, but keep your keep your job if you're lucky enough to have a full time job. And let's let's be honest, lots of people don't. So why don't you go to www.slow hyphen hustle h-u-s-t-l-e dot com forward slash start and have a look at that just for a start and nick it's been such a pleasure talking to you and i really hope that this thing continues to grow more and more and more legs because it could save our country and all of that talent that is just waiting to be utilized just in case you didn't hear it, the title of the book is How to Start a Side Hustle, and it's a playbook for a new economy. The author is Nick Haralambus, and it is published by Tafelberg. And honestly and truly, for the information that is in this book, please go and buy it. Saturdays with Jenny, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.